All right. Hey, welcome back to episode two of the RTT podcast, the quote unquote monthly podcast, which is not monthly, but I am Tyler, otherwise known as Default Gen. And with me, I've got Chris, otherwise known as Lunar. Hey. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Episode two. Episode two means means we're real, right? This is like a legit thing. We're established. We have a, a listener base. What we got forty eight listeners last month. Are there even forty eight people on Game oh, TZ? Who are you people? <laughs> no, there's like two thousand people on Game TZ. Oh, yeah, We're like there's two thousand people. So two percent are our listeners. <laughs> uh, shout out if you're listening to this podcast for some reason. If you like just loading up Super Mario Brothers three in Nestopia, come post in the retro trade thread because we only actually trade games occasionally. That's right. And I mean, the whole appeal of me to me is that you don't have to like start a new thread in the vintage games form. You can just throw out a topic in the retro trade thread, and then we can all talk about it. And I need things to do at work, and retro trade thread is one of the things that I constantly browse at work. So please post more. Right, and um, so are 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 all our listeners just from Game TZ? Right, like everyone knows what Game TZ is. I'm assuming. Oh God. If- <laughs> How did you find this podcast if you're not from GameTZ? It's GameTZ.com. I don't hey, think anyone listening to this we're popular on SoundCloud. You're right. We got all those random SoundCloud No, we have listeners. like six followers, maybe. I think we have one follower, but like six of something else. I'm going to check right now. We have four followers. Amazing. <sighs> we do. Four. All right. I exaggerated. Uh, and we are following the Collector's Quest podcast, huh? How about that? Oh, Yes. Shout out to the Collector's Quest podcast in which Tyler is a co-host. I am. You know, speaking of that, you just got a new microphone and that like by default, you should already sound better than Johnny Ayuchi, who notoriously has bad <laughs> audio quality on the Collector's Quest. But you, you're like doing this thing where you're yeah, plugging this... XLR directly into three and a half millimeters and it's super quiet. Yeah, I have no idea what this thing is doing. I hope it, it it's actually recording. <laughs> God, that that's that instills a lot of confidence. Yeah, oh, man. All right. I mean, we can we can level your and increase your levels in post, but oh man, why can't people just go and spend a thousand dollars on like a studio microphone setup? I don't understand for this podcast for a few dozen people. There's a few dozen people listening to this lunar go sell one of your fancy games. I'm just screwing around. We got, (laughs) I'm just screwing around. Yeah. Uh, sure. For a podcast of like 10 listeners, I'm going to go out and spend a thousand dollars on audio. We we got 48 P I don't even know. I thought we were going to get 10. I think I think this podcast officially yeah. has a, a bigger following than uh, the Retro Gem Miner. <laughs> I struggled to think of the name there oh. for a second. Right, uh, your uh, your parody character uh, who has appeared in one video. He'll appear in more. Don't worry about it. What what else do we have to? We're we're rambling here, but all right, we, we're real podcast. So what's what's our uh, what's our topic? Well, you we put like six topics in here. I mean, we're talking about Game of the Month, because yeah, that, that's so, the easy uh, thing. Yeah, let's start with that. Game of the Month. What are we playing? All right, well, last month was Maniac Mansion, which you didn't play, right? No. Awesome. Did not even start it, no. 
All right. I'm the only person yeah, in the world who doesn't look like Maniac Mansion. It just didn't look interesting to me. Oh, I mean... Oh, I said, uh... It's, like, such an important game, but it's it's real slow. Like, NES is a terrible way to play that game. And it's just slow, and it's full of dead ends. So if you don't look up a walkthrough, it's just, like, bashing your head against the game. You gotta, like, restart the whole game over, and it doesn't tell you that you've lost. And I, I just can't stand that. Yeah, that's not the type of game I I, I can play. I I don't look I don't look up anything until I beat it, and and if I get stuck, I I, I just get frustrated, and I still keep going, and it's just a waste of time. Oh yeah, this this would be a real big waste of time. Uh, so I on a uh, on Game Facts, I went and looked but up you the beat review. It, though I beat it. You beat it, right? I did yeah. beat it after looking at, like, I kept Once? getting stuck and then looking up, like, a hint guide, and it's like, oh, yeah, you made the game unwinnable. I'm like, oh, well, Jesus Christ, what a terrible designed game. Um, There's, like, a a related game that just came out, right? Like, an indie game? There's Thimbleweed Park just came out. Uh, it's also designed by Ron Gilbert. Um, and I mean, it has none of the problems Maniac Mansion has, but everyone's going to think like in their brain, they're going to remember this is just like Maniac Mansion, except it doesn't have like 12 verbs you can use. It only has like the standard nine. There's no dead ends. There's no deaths. It's just. Wait, so you, you played that as well? No, I just know about it because Ron Gilbert's a cool guy. Actually, he's he did all like the putt-putt games and Spy Fox and Freddy Fish. I like his uh his like for kids games a lot. Okay, cool. So after after Maniac Mansion, we had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which zero people played, right? Yeah, um, it's a beat-em-up, right? I- I've never played it. Oh, God. I've owned it a few You're times. You're asking even what I've the genre is. Yeah, it's a beat-em-up. Like, yeah. the most popular beat-em-up, I would say. Because, <laughs> I mean, I would put it... Game? What? Uh, the most popular beat-em-up, what, like, Super Nintendo Just game? Just ever? arcade console i don't yeah that's i mean if you ask someone on the street what's your favorite beat-em-up i bet most people would say turtles in time i played the uh the arcade game uh tmnt2 it i thought that was great i think i've played the first tmnt and then i played turtles in time oh the first one the first one is weird the first one only has two players no wait wait okay hold on the tmnt2 the arcade game is the first one in arcades you're confusing me because yes. that's the one I played. TMNT one is the one it was like a side scroller well, where you go underground and it's like yeah. I meant I played the first game in arcades. Because... Okay, so yeah, so the arcade game. Yeah, I don't know. Beat 'em ups are stupid. Right. That's why no one played it. I think we all agree on that. Let's never pick a beat 'em up again. Awesome. I'm the only one who played Golden Axe, and I freaking hate beat 'em ups. I don't know why I did that to myself. I just I literally just brought this up to laugh at the beat 'em up genre. You're like the best player in an RTT, man. There's no like, way. You, what Gypsy like beats shooters? He's just like, oh, it's been six minutes. Yeah, I beat that my first try. Yeah, but he doesn't play Nintendo games. You're the only one with the most icons. I I'm just I think you're you you missed like one game, right? Maybe or or did you play all of them? I'm just persistent. I think I've played all of the uh the main games. I don't play all the bonus games cuz I think one time we had like Link to the Past as a bonus game. It's like, yeah, right, I'm all not right. going to play that one. But yeah, I've got all of them right now. I, I tried to beat Le- like Legendary Axe is one of the ones I failed at. Like I I tried to beat it and I just couldn't. It was too hard. I didn't have enough time. 
Yeah, I think I think one game. This is why I I couldn't do, like um, who was it that wanted to do two game of the months, um, two games for each month? And I was like, no, there's no way people can do two games. Yeah, we wanted. So I made up these bonus categories. Yeah, it, it makes sense. We wanted to do one which was like a complete the game, and one's like a high score thing, so you can keep going all month. And then we had like a trial run right. at it, and. <laughs> No one did anything no like one. you and me <laughs> played Daytona USA, and that was it. Yep. So that was uh, that was month of May. So June. What did we play for June? Well, it's still June. It is still June, as evidenced by yeah. the fact that you don't have an arrow flash icon yet. No, I don't. Uh, but you, I, I, pl- I played for forty-five minutes. I didn't beat it. I, I was watching. And we were uh, we were only silently judging you, the people who were watching. Yeah, level four has some weird level designs, I think. Uh, that's or the one where you actually have like to a... dodge the walls on top and bottom, as opposed to the first three levels, which are just nothing. Yeah, well, and also, it's a side-scroller, but you're, like, free-falling or something, and enemies appear from the bottom and top. It confused me, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just stay on the left side of the screen, and there's only, like, five enemies in that whole segment that spawn all no. the way on the left, so... I need to save up all the arrow flashes for just that part because I keep dying. Yeah, I like. Once, I can't believe you're you dying die, on that part. Yeah, once you die. Once you die, you're you're like dead for the rest of the game. No, you're not. You like I've seen you. The, the hardest thing for Sharif that I was watching to figure out was once you figure out that you can just arrow flash through the like physical objects like the walls and the asteroids. Like that's the hardest part of the game. Right. Because, like, every, the hardest part of the game for me, at least, was whenever there's, like, a bunch of shit coming at you, it's just like, all right, I'm going to press the C button and not deal with this for five seconds. Wait, do you, do you actually, like, morph into the plane to dodge these things? I think it's easier, right? I almost never use the plane. Um, There's one part in the last level where you have to use the plane, and pretty much, and I guess, like, that part where it's, uh, it looks like Jupiter in the background, and you've got like grass platforms for some reason i turn into a plane there just because there's so many skinny areas other than that i pretty much don't use the plane and if i'm ever in trouble i just press arrow flash because i always have an arrow flash right right but uh, i'll 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 try that game again um it's just it's just stupid i have to replay the first three levels each time (laughs) so i was thinking about doing you said that i'd get both icons if we could one credit complete it which i think gypsy said he did but i'm not sure uh, I like I don't want to play those first three levels. It's like every time I restart Maniac Mansion, I gotta go through the motions of like setting the game up to the point where I broke it before. And it's like oh, it's just a hassle. It's not even that long of a game. I just oh, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's why I don't play Mario games anymore. It's just like it takes too long, and the first few levels are so boring. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers U isn't like that. New Super Mario Brothers U has some challenge. I like that game a lot. All right, I haven't played that one. So. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, there. the Wii one is pretty hard too. Like the GameSpot review, I specifically remember was like, "This game's too hard for us modern gamers." Play Mario I, games. Mario I games are to, awesome. Odyssey. I have to admit, I haven't played. Well, I haven't finished any Mario games since Mario World. What? <laughs> You like yeah. platform, like, alright, so Mario games are, are too easy on average, but the last world of them is always awesome, because it's like, okay, let's let's take out some of the stops. I don't know, I, 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 tried, I tried all of them, but I feel like it's, it's so, it's all the same. It's all the same. 
It's all the same. Oh. I don't share. I don't share the Mario love anymore. I used to like Mario, and it's it's just boring now. Even the new, especially the newer stuff. Like after Mario sixty four, everything changed, and I don't like it anymore. So, well, hold on, because uh, Super Mario Sunshine is one of the hardest Mario games. Yeah, I never played that. <laughs> okay, maybe for like ten minutes. You'd be surprised what. Like how how many of the popular games I haven't played? Well, because I keep replaying the same old games, and I complain about how all these games are the same. But I replay games like crazy. I mean, so I I do the same thing. I complain about how every modern game is the same, and then I'll just like load up a random NES platform. It's like yeah, eight bit platformers. This is the same as everything, but whatever. It's what I want. So so. Arrow Flash. What, what was the other game you played? Oh, Toe Jam, Toe Jam and, Earl. and Earl. I wonder if I'm going to be the only one to complete that this month. Not that I'm bragging. I need I need some competition here. Yeah, have you played Toe Jam and Earl before? I have not. Well, I played the other one. Um, something about Funk. Yeah, Panic on Funkatron. That's the one I played as a kid. That's a 2D platformer. Yeah, I played a little bit of that, but I, I don't remember playing the original, um, the first one. So, yeah, it's just a game, you just, it's 25 levels, and you have a map that you kind of uncover as you go along, and you just have to kind of find the exit to each of the stages, and all the enemies move faster than you, and you find a bunch of, like, randomized roguelike presents along the way that are just, like, weapons mm. or, you know, power-ups to deal with the enemies. It's super innovative, there's absolutely nothing like it, and it's why retro games are awesome, because they take risks. Yeah, that like I'm trying to imagine what that's like, and I, I don't see it. I guess I'll just have to try it. Yeah, it's it's just it's a real weird game. It maybe I I don't know. Does it take like it might take something to like you might not get it at first and think it's boring, but like there's no real combat. You just you mostly run away from dudes. I don't know. It's it's real hard to describe game. I think you're just trying to find the elevator to the next level. It's very kind of roguelike, but without being a fantasy game moving on a grid. But it's got like a a cult following, right? Like a lot. I don't of, think it has a cult a lot following. Of people. I think it has a pretty major following. I think it's one of the most popular Genesis really? games. I think it's on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Really? I'm looking this up right now. Oh. I think you could buy this game on Steam for 99 cents, which is an amazing deal. I'm looking this up. We're wasting time doing this. It's worth it. Do it. I probably have it on Steam. 99 cents. Toe Jam and Earl and Panic on Funkatron also 99 cents. What a deal! Is it like part part of the uh, Mega Drive collection, whatever? Yeah, it is. I the on PC, it's crazy. You could just buy the games individually for a dollar each. So, like, don't even bother buying the the whole compilation. Just buy the games you want. Oh yeah, I have it on Steam. Hey, I don't even have to load up my Genesis. Yeah, I've been I've been getting real lazy. I've been playing uh, about half on my Genesis and and half on my PC just because I don't want to leave my room uh, for this game of the month stuff. So I have to map like one of the Genesis buttons to select on the NES controller because I'm not I'm not messing with controllers. I just have an NES controller plugged in. I think you need to start streaming. I streamed Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden three a little bit. I don't know. It seems like a hassle, and like you you don't but even stream a... properly. You just stream the games. You don't actually like have I your know. mic up it's, and all. It's that. too much work. Yeah, and you're work. telling me to start doing it. Okay, I mean, at least just stream you playing. 
And then I have so, to like use know, emulators. Yeah. Not like I'm against emulators or anything. It's just like usually I like go into the game room and like, yeah, let's put the cartridge in. Let's do it. I could stream something. I don't know. Sharif would promote me. <laughs> yeah, we we got to promote each other on Twitch. I mean, you're. What, I need to. Nothing's worth more than a promotion by you. You had like two viewers on your last stream, so you could tell both of those people yeah, to watch someone. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll stream. Uh, I'll stream the next game of the month. Maybe I'll stream myself trying to one CC Arrow Flash if I really hate myself. Do it. All right, what did you you wanted to talk about retro and modern game generations, Lunar? That is what you put in a yeah, so, private message here. So, um, there was a collector's quest uh, episode where you had a guy on, and you guys were talking about how to like, um, like categorize each generation. Uh, uh, and, and calling them like, you know, the Atari age or the Nintendo age, um, the PlayStation age, whatever. And I thought this re- it was really interesting that the way you put it, how, how did you put it? Well, I mean, I, I, if we're going to think about games overall, like there's no sense in saying retro and modern anymore because there's too many games. So I think of it in terms of gameplay genres. So you had kind of prehistory before there was anything there were games on mainframes and like whatever those little submarine looking things that tennis for two plays on like that that stuff is its own thing it doesn't count and then in the late 70s we get to real video games we get arcade games we get atari and that goes up through nes and snes because that's where we got all the 2d genres like platformers shooting games things like that and then from N64 to, like, original Xbox, that's kind of the early 3D games, before everything was online, before it was super story-driven, it was, like, real games, we're trying to figure out how 3D works, and then from Xbox 360 on, everything just became story-driven online garbage. I'm dismissing that, but that's just, you know, <laughs> you know what modern games are now. That's just how I think of it, that's how I would divide those four things up. And the the argument against me was... They like cutting it down further. Basically, the biggest point of contention is people don't like thinking of Atari and SNES as being in the same genre, but I think they are. I I kind of agree with that um, because my position is anything before Nintendo is garbage. The NES, I mean. I think a lot of anything people before, think that. Yeah, anything before, I cannot tolerate the, the, the graphics. I, I can't tolerate how it plays. The Atari paddles, like what? What the fuck is that? The paddles are awesome. Like we don't have any analog controller no. as good as the Atari paddles. No, <laughs> Atari garbage. I-, I thought it was really interesting the way you put it. I-, I I had never thought of it like that, but um, but I think uh for me I I I think of it as uh so NES started everything, and then. Super NES, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of like ignoring Sega here, but Sega has the same thing as Nintendo. They always, you know, um, they, they, they were the competition. So, but I'm just talking about Nintendo here. So NES started everything. Super NES made everything better. W- whatever we liked about NES, everything better. And then. That's not true. Just, Ninten- I'll let you continue, but okay. <laughs> Fine. I, I, I think I, I know what you're going to say. So, and then, uh, Nintendo 64 comes along. Along with PlayStation and everything is like 3D. You get, you get all those 3D garbage early, early 3D games, and then PlayStation 2 made made 3D games a little better. So like I feel like 
NES and Super NES. Like they come in like pairs, right? So it's so NES, NES was like growing up, and then Super NES matured and made it better, and then we got PlayStation, which is like the start of the 32-bit era, and then PlayStation Two made it better, and then now we have three and four, PlayStation three and four, and it's the same thing. Like PlayStation three started well, it it didn't start, but It had very strong library with a、uh, good online play, and PlayStation Four just is making it better. Yeah, I could see all that. So, right. So, I think the next the next generation, it's gonna be a start of something new. If if it if history repeats itself, that would be really exciting to me. So, for,、uh, going back to what I said about Super Nintendo, I did, what did you think I was gonna say? Well, I know you like. Nintendo, better. So I do. Overall, but what do you think the specific reason I was going to bring up is? I don't know. What were you going to、so, say? So, I love eight-bit platforming because, in the vast majority of games, they're pixel precise to like your foot on the edge of a platform. Mega Man can hang onto a platform by one pixel, and it's freaking awesome. You know exactly what's going on, and then you move up to the Super Nintendo. And you're playing Donkey Kong Country or freak Earthworm Jim, anything. They all have these stupid tilted planes, and you can't tell the exact pixel that's the edge of a platform, and everything just feels loosey goosey、huh. to me. Yeah, but but the NES has controls like that. Where it, are you? You're referring to like the precise controls. So、uh, it's, it's the controls. It's also the just the. The visuals, the look of the platform, like most NES's NES games, you're looking straight on, and there's no perspective or anything. You can see exactly where the platform ends.、Right. But in like Donkey Kong Country, you're looking at this kind of tilted angle where you see the top of the platform、okay. that you're standing on, and that it just, I don't like how it feels. As my, I mean, they're fine、okay. games. I just I, prefer the pure 2D ones. That's that's a weird reason to not like Super Nintendo as much. I mean, I, Super Nintendo. If you're asking me to objectively pick the best console of all time, I think it's either Super Nintendo or the PlayStation Two. Like objectively, I'm just saying in terms of game feel, I like the NES games feeling better. But I do like how you think of it as like this started it, this improved it, this started this improved it. Because if you're right, then maybe next generation will be something exciting. I don't know what it could be, but you know, in 1998. I couldn't even I couldn't even fathom that Grand Theft Auto 3 could be a game, and then that game came out and it just blew my mind. Like I didn't even know games could be this good. Um, and I'm I'm so out on modern games right now. Like I have no interest in in major AAA games. But if games totally change the world again, like they did with Grand Theft Auto 3, in a way that I can't even imagine, I could be back in. So that thought really excites me. But I think. I think if I'm right, you're gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> I think the next generation is VR. Oh my God! No, it's not. It's gonna be VR. Oh, they're gonna make VR better, more accessible. You know, no more cords. It's gonna be wireless, not like a huge, like giant headset. It's gonna be goggles. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing out ideas here, but I think it's gonna be VR, some form of VR. And they just gotta make it better, smaller, and more accessible. Cause I I bought the PSVR to try out, and I just couldn't play it. 
because there's so many cables and and there's a camera you have to be like right in front of the camera and there's got to be a huge area in front of the camera it was just no way i can do it in my tiny apartment in new york on long island yeah i mean (laughs) um (laughs) i I mean if they if they could they could do it like they could have that revolution that i can't even imagine right now where vr just becomes so accessible and then we turn into like ready player one where games are just like this vr experience now i think ready player one i haven't seen the movie but i think ready player one is is like the future that it's a cool future to think about it's not that far away because just like 10 years ago i think uh, i'd be like oh that's that's like the future like 2050 where there's flying cars no this is like i think three to five years away all right give it the to next me generation I'll try it. it'll be better than putting on my friend's sweaty oculus and being like oh this is kind of gross and not adjusted to my face like I want to get into VR. Mostly, just, I just want to play plane games and look around my cockpit. That's all I want to freaking do. I don't want to use the stupid track <laughs> IR where you have to snap it onto a cap and then tilt your head. I don't. Do you know what track? Forget it. <laughs> I just no. I want to play Elite t- Dangerous and look around my damn cockpit. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that they could do. Um, I can't even imagine right now, but yeah, it's gonna be real interesting what they do and. And I guess, you know, come three to five years, when we refer back to this episode two, we'll, we'll, we'll see how close I am or how, how far off I am. I mean, we'll see. I, I want it to be something unthinkable because I don't want it to be VR and then the same old genres. Like, I can't even, I can't even think of what genres games could be. What, what could games become? If it's story, if it's only these freaking story games, I I like stories, but I can't have every game be this freaking 15-hour movie. It's ridiculous. How do people have time to play these games? I was about to ask you, how do you have time to play games? You work a lot. <laughs> yeah, I work a lot. Um, I don't Retro games aren't that long. I, uh, you know, I, I play... So, on average, when you sit down to play, like, how long do you play... I mean, it depends, like, am I trying to beat... If I'm trying to beat a game, I get, I'll sit down for, like, three or four hours. But, you know, like, just here and there, just an hour, you know, f- playing... Uh, when I was... Like, when I'm playing, like, something like Ninja Gaiden, like, I'll just sit down every night. I'll just run through that game. It takes 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, on average... Did you really do that? Now. Did you really, like, play Ninja Gaiden 3 every, every night for a month? Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than a month. Ninja Gaiden 3, like, I got... Like, I... <laughs> I was, I really like Ninja Gaiden 3. I just played it uh, again oh, I know. two days ago. Oh, man. Fall in love all over with that game. You need to, like, shoot for the world record in, in speedrunning or something. No, I I don't enjoy or- speedrunning. I feel like it becomes too much of a job. Like, I was thinking about it while I was playing it every day. Because, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't always just, like, once every day. I'd be like, oh, all right, I've got an hour. Let's play through Ninja Gaiden 3 three times in a row. Um, but, yeah, just, it doesn't seem fun to me to just grind at it that much i just enjoy playing through the game my own way kind of casually yeah yeah speed running is not not really my thing either like i i watched some of sharif playing uh dragon's lair on the game boy which is a terrible game and he could just sit there for four hours in a row learning paths on this terrible game boy game and that's what gets him enjoyment and i don't get any enjoyment out of that besides watching how ridiculous this is so i'm not gonna do that so he's actually watching like a stream and then to learn it 
I, I, he must i mean there's no way he figured this game out himself so i think he's like watching world record speedruns and trying to imitate it or maybe there's some kind of strategy guide um, but i mean there's there's people who find the routes and then people like sharif go and do the routes right i think yeah, i don't know i'm not a speedrunner that's too much work i was thinking I mean, about like, it I, and then i was like oh, am i gonna speedrun? like no i'm just gonna put this on youtube and put it under long play haha <laughs> got around it now no one can criticize my terrible time i think i i would do it for a game i really enjoy that i don't mind replaying but even then like who's the world record for uh ninja gaiden one arcus Is that guy again arcus, arcus right? i think so yeah. and he like he, he it was like he played it like what like a hundred thousand times or something yeah he plays it tens of thousands of times and then like he has the world record he's had the previous world record because he's the only one lowering his own time and then you go look at him on twitch and it's just like yeah he's playing ninja gaiden for eight hours today just trying to lower his own record that's already a mile ahead of anyone else that i mean it's his job but that guy has some patience for that game i can't even imagine yeah yeah, eight hours a day for like must be like what three five years every day. I mean, I, I don't even I don't have any idea how long Arcus has been playing. Sharif's the one with the knowledge of the speedrunning community. Yeah, well, could be a topic we can bring Sharif on one of these months. Oh, speaking of which, let's have some guests in the later episodes. All right. Well, the criteria for being a guest is you have a microphone, and that's it. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a high bar. You know, it is a high bar, okay? I... <laughs> All right. I'm dealing with this so at work now. I don't know if I brought this up. Like, I, We're recording screencasts just to send to customers at work, and people are like recording them with their laptops. And I'm just like, you can't send these to people. These sound freaking horrible. It sounds like you recorded it in a gymnasium. And so now I'm the guy who's just going to voice over all of our screencasts because they didn't want to buy a microphone for everyone to use. I just... I'm real picky about my audio quality. I listen to podcasts with headphones, guys. If you listen to your podcast just on your iPhone with its speaker out, you won't notice it as much. But man, you put on headphones and podcasts sound awful. Yeah, I don't notice. Like, (laughs) you always criticize Johnny's mic. I'm like, he sounds fine. You don't notice like 20 FPS. You're like, what, frame rate? No, it's whatever. Yeah, I don't. Also, frame rate. I'm like blind to frame rate. Meanwhile, you just bought Sega Ages, which the only reason to play that version of OutRun is that it runs at 60 frames a second, which is twice what the arcade runs at. And I don't know if there's some kind of magic behind that, but it looks awesome. All right. To be honest, I was just looking at Sega games to buy. I didn't even know OutRun was on Sega Ages. (laughs) But I was like, what's in this compilation? Just three games? All right. Oh, OutRun is one of them. I've never played OutRun, I don't think, Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, for anyone who missed our conversation, I, I I said that OutRun is the best classic arcade game ever. And then you were like, you mean the best racing game? Did you make a typo there? I'm like, no, OutRun is the best classic arcade game. I, I don't see it. I mean, I, I'm not a big racing person, I guess. <sighs> I mean, I, I guess it took me a long time to come into that myself. Because I, I look at those behind the view, uh, like car racing games, like these are all the freaking same. But then I got way into OutRun 2 when that came out in arcades. 
and then going back to Outrun and seeing how like all of the things that are better in Outrun 2 are still in Outrun, like the branching paths and just the analog gameplay. I just, I love it. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the music. I, I heard some music from, from where? I don't remember where. But I heard some music and it was very catchy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So, what's next? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about RGB. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that anymore. I'm all on on emulators now. Really? No. You, don't you have? <laughs> I. Oh, I, I was like. I do enjoy RGB. There's nothing. Let's preface it by saying there's nothing wrong with emulators. Like we. There's we're nothing wrong with hell to like the retro blocks or the polymega. I mean, emulators are fine. Yeah, I use them. I use them all the time. I guess I do prefer original hardware if you if it's not too like troublesome. Sometimes like when you want to stream like like yesterday I wanted to stream Aeroflash and you know the the things just didn't work together. I have an Elgato and a OSSC and they didn't want to play together. I so I kind of have the opposite problem like I find emulators I feel like such an old man saying this. Sometimes I find emulators too hard to set up the way I want them to. Uh, NES emulators are super easy. You know, you download Nestopia, you drop a ROM onto it, you remap the controller and you go. Kega Fusion was pretty easy. I had to figure out you have to turn off the filter mode, which just makes everything look like garbage. That was cool. Right. <laughs> um, but like Sega Saturn emulators, like I remember I had to download two. I downloaded the American one. I couldn't get it to work. I downloaded the weird Japanese one. I finally got that to work. I'm an old man. I I find it easier to turn on a goddamn video game console. No, I think I think there's some truth in what you're saying. Because I, I used to spend like hours, right, tweaking, messing with emulators to make it look like the real thing. And then and then, you know, once it's done, like I don't even play the emulator. I'll just go play the real system. It's like what what was that all for? I used to yeah, I used to do that all the freaking time. Like the hobby wasn't playing retro games, it was setting up emulators for the theoretical possibility that one day you might actually want to play a retro game. You'll download yeah. you know, let me download six thousand Commodore sixty four games, slap them in a folder, set up this emulator on my PSP, and I'm gonna just play Wipeout. I don't know, that seems more fun. <laughs> So that's the thing with EverDrives and emulators. I think it's been mentioned a few times uh, between our conversations. But um, yeah, when you have all those games at your disposal, you actually have selection paralysis where you don't want to play anything except maybe like a game you already beat. And that happened to me over and over again for like years. Oh yeah, same thing happens to me with NES. Like I, uh, I go back to PSP. I guess I must have emulated a ton of stuff on the PSP. But I had every NES game on there, and it would just be like, all right, let's play Donkey Kong and Super Mario Brothers three because those are the only games I ever want to play when I have all these games. Or you like launch something up for five minutes and be like, eh, I don't know if I'm into this one yet, and then you go and launch something else for five minutes. You gotta stick right, with stuff. Exactly. The one of the best parts of old games that kids today will never know because there's an unbelievable amount of games and like half of them are free is getting stuck with a piece of garbage game and just learning to love it and you kind of have to do that with every retro game you have to power through that initial like i don't know if this is good yet yeah it's a it's a real problem we have these days where you, you just have too many games to play and when you get stuck 
You just turn it off and play a different game. Well, you can't get stuck in games these days. Or, Let's not be crazy. Or you just look it up. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't look up stuff. I look I'm up a pure gamer. You're a true gamer. I play I yes. play on three stock on Arrow Flash. You play on three stock. I've heard some other people are playing on seven stock. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, That's fine. I know. You can play however you want. I don't look down on them. No. Yeah. However you want. You can cheat. Hey, that's that's your problem, not mine. Looking up stuff is not cheating. Shout out to Bleeding Violet, though. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> mo- uh, if this was yearbook awards, most likely to give someone shit for looking something up in a video game. I used to read guides before before I even played a game, and it just it just made it not fun. Like I would already know what to do. But I guess these days you save a lot of time. Instead of figuring it out, you, you know, you would you would cut out all the stupid parts where you get stuck. Yeah. I, like I feel like I went I went backwards in that sense. So, I remember playing through Super Mario Brothers 3 and I would just have that stupid strategy guide. I just go through every level. Like that's not a game you need a strategy guide for, but I would just every level go through it. And my biggest regret, the first, my favorite game of all time is Zelda Ocarina of Time. The first time I played through it, I went step by step through the strategy guide. I didn't do a single thing for myself. It was like, I would have loved games these days. They just guide you on like an experience. And that's basically how I played Zelda Ocarina of Time for the first time. And now these days I'm like, oh, I can't stand when things tell me what to do. I just want to figure out this damn game for myself. Ocarina of Time is probably my most replayed game ever. I I mean I mean for me it's obviously Ninja Gaiden three at this point. In terms of long <laughs> games, maybe I used to play it about once a year. Um, so maybe no. I mean even then, like Diablo two, I played so much freaking Diablo two. It doesn't even doesn't even compare. So yeah, I used to read guides like for Resident Evil two. Like Resident Evil two is my favorite Resident Evil, and the first time beating it, I did the same thing that you did for Zelda. I I'll go like I'll follow the guide step by step. I'll do whatever they say to do. I, I got all the endings, and you know I was able to to play as Tofu, and it, it it after that I completely stopped reading guides. <laughs> like it was fun. It was fun to uncover all the secrets, but there's no but there's no way I would have uncovered all that by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like. Guides are there for, I think, for that reason. Once you beat a game, you feel free to use guides to look up stuff. But then, like, you wouldn't want to beat the game again, especially if it's long. So, I don't know. I'm conflicted here. Like, I like to to, to play the game to 100%. But how do you do that the first time around? You can't, unless you follow the guide. Yeah, I mean, most games are kind of set up in a way where they don't lock you out of going back to get everything. Like, I know the new God of War, like, you could just, you could play through the game, but then you can go back to any area and find all the unlockable crap. Uh, I mean, everything's an open world now, so... Yeah. I don't know. The world's different. Open world sucks. God damn do I hate open world games. They're all empty and terrible. Like, like Zelda is great. That's the rare exception one out of 20 games will have a really good, interesting open world, and the rest are just yeah, full I, of these repetitive missions that do nothing. I get no I get no satisfaction from open world games. So, like, even good games, oh, supposedly good games, like Grand Theft Auto, I, I, 
I, I, it doesn't, I, I don't feel anything when I'm playing Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. I like Grand Theft Auto. I think that's one of the, the good ones. <laughs> I know. A lot of people do. But, like, I like linear games. So, open world is, like, the opposite of that. So, I like boring Japanese RPGs. Maybe no, I don't, don't anymore. You, you pretend you do, but you, you still like them. I'll probably replace them. Okay, sure. Tell yourself that. I'll play all of those Commodore 64 realms. I'm going to replay Chrono, Chrono Trigger, and then I'm going to stream it. It's going to be 40 hours. Jesus Christ. Everyone's going to be bored. <laughs> yeah, nothing It'll like streaming an RPG, right? That'll be super fun. Yeah, we should have played Shining Force 1. I would rather replay Shining Force than Chrono Trigger just because I know Shining Force will at least be more challenging and it'll like rack my brain a little bit. I don't know. I replaying RPGs just seems crazy to me. I, oh my god. You have to put up How can you <laughs> you could put all you've seen all the conversations already, you've seen all the battles already. What is there to enjoy replaying an RPG? I don't I don't get it. The storyline, man. Oh my god. Watch a YouTube video of the story. I think again. after you beat an RPG, there should be like a shortened version where you just you just watch the story. Yeah, that that would be fine. Sure. All right, we got we got off topic a little bit. So RGB and why it's needed. Oh yeah, we're talking about that. Why is so it needed? I, I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story. Um, so I wasn't into RGB. I was playing games the regular way on a CRT but then I I moved away from my parents house and I didn't have a CRT anymore and like for like five or six years maybe longer than that for like five plus years I I would I think I didn't play retro games I just traded and and bought and sold I collected and then like I, I never really realized this until one day, this guy, Gypsy, you all know Gypsy, he got me into RGB. And I finally had my first taste of playing retro games on a monitor or a LCD again. And that was amazing. And for people who are, they think it's too much, it costs too much to get into it, not at all. You probably spend more on one single retro game than the gear you needed to start playing games the the real way. I don't I don't think most people are out there just casually buying Sega Ages on Saturn. But it's why people it, don't do that? I don't know. It's kind of it's pretty expensive. I'm not even gonna say it's kind of expensive because you need like new cables for all your consoles too. And if you get the cheap ones, they're kind of gonna suck. So to really get it really going for like five consoles, you know. It's going to be a few hundred bucks. Not that it's not worth it. I mean, RGB is the greatest. Yeah. But but if you just to start with one. It's like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's 200 bucks. Um but but it it works with all retro consoles and 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 then you would just need like a 10 or 20 dollar cable. But like what's the alternative? You're going to play on your Retron 5? I mean, don't play it on a Retron 5. Build an emulation computer and you can emulate it. No, well, it's fine. If you're okay with emulation, then I mean... Well, there's no... I mean... 
that's the problem though like i think people need to see it and not like through somebody else's stream or they need to see it in person to to get the the most effect it looks exactly like an emulated version no well in in person but like the streams like i think even yesterday when i was streaming arrow flash it looked terrible on my um on my on my own stream but it looks fine on my screen really it looked fine for me i don't know what you were seeing huh but yeah But anyway um it's it's not that much to get started to even you know get the i don't recommend the uh the cheap um h uh, rgb to hdmi little device that costs like 20 bucks on amazon i don't recommend it but it's better than playing with av cables on your lcd i don't know i would say don't don't bother no it's not don't get those crappy little those ones and don't get like an eight dollar rgb cable like if you don't want to spend a lot of money, incrementally buy good stuff for a limited number of consoles. You know, get your OSSC for 200 bucks, whatever that costs, and get one good cable for a PlayStation, whatever freaking people play video games on these days. Like, don't, yeah, I'm, don't I'm good with waste that. your money. Because that's all just money down the drain whenever you decide that you're going to upgrade because it's not good enough. Yeah, but a lot of people, I don't know, $200, I guess, is too much so emulate, just emulate. Emulating is fine. I emulated Arrow Flash and Toe Jam and Earl. I didn't beat it either time while I was emulating it, but I, I was playing them because I was too lazy to walk all the way up here to the game room. It's fine. I promise. Okay. So wait, okay. what do you, you've got so, an OSSC? And then do you have any switches? I, got, I do use a really cheap switch, but... Nowadays, I, I'd rather just like hook up one, one or two systems at most. Um, but I also have some uh, DVDO machines. I, I still use them. Now you're running the OSSC to the processor, so you can do all fancy scaling and nonsense. No, actually, I'm using OSSC by itself. Oh, okay. okay. Which is probably why I was having trouble with the uh, with the recording yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because OSSC is tiny. Like it, I, I use it on on the desktop. And it wouldn't take up any space, so it's just much easier than uh, a giant DVDO. So, what do you use the video processors for? Are you just one of these weirdos like Gypsy who's just like, I'm going to collect video processors? That seems like a <laughs> smart thing it's, to do. It kind of seems like that, but no, I, I used a, a DVDO Edge um, in my living room setup. So, one one, one acts like a HDMI uh, switch switch. So it takes in like six HDMI sources, but um, you know sometimes I want to play older games on the big screen, so I, I just use that in the living room. All right, all right. Yeah, I've got a I've got a FrameMeister over here, and then I've got the G SCART switch. Uh, yeah, the the fancy that looks cool. It that, man, they do look really cool, and I've got the older ones. So I've got it doesn't have two SCART outputs. It has a SCART and an RGB HV output. So I've got one output going to my FrameMeister, and then another one going to a 14-inch PVM. Don't yeah. need scaling equipment, guys. Just get one of your tiny PVM monitors, and you can you too can have super tiny screen retro gaming. It's it's too small. It's I, the worst. I don't thing. know. Even a 20-inch, I don't think I'd be happy with. The only thing I played on my PVM 
lately is my CDI, and I don't even know why I did that. Uh, oh, oh uh, no. CDI. I don't know why I did that. I played Parappa no the Rapper on it just for input. No one reasons. wants to hear about CDI. Yeah, let's just shut and, up about how CDI. You, how <laughs> you like got it three times and it's still broken? No, what happened? No, like uh, people, I kept buying them and then the seller wouldn't ship it. There's like, oh, it's too expensive to ship or they would just ghost me or they would ask me for more shipping money. And it's like, what? I just want the cons. Just God damn it. it. It was a real hassle getting me a CDI. And then it, I got it, and it was still broken, and I had to fix it. So you, like, play one game after all that? Yeah, I, game? I played the Wacky World of Miniature Golf. That's the only game I played. It was the most CDI thing I could imagine. It's an FMV mini golf game. It was wonderful. I hope to play the Zelda games in Hotel Mario, but I got, I'm got. i happy with where I'm at. I'll play those probably later this year. I'll start that. So uh, let's let's talk about you a little bit. Hey, that's me. So... So you you collect, right? You collect just a little bit? Uh you could say I collect games. Yes. I started I probably started on GameTZ. I started in like 2005, uh really getting into NES around then, and then I had a hiatus from maybe 2010 or 2010 to 2013, 2014. And then Those I'm are like the best years, man. Yeah. And then I came back out. and it was like, "Holy shit." Everything cost five times what it used to. What is going on? I'm real happy I yeah. didn't sell all my old stuff. So, wh- what do you collect? Uh, I mean, I I would tell most people everything, but that's really not true. I collect 80s and 90s games. So, I'm interested from Odyssey 2 up until kind of N64, but really mid-90s is kind of my cutoff now. I, I, I'm running Don't out of room. Don't you have a full set of Wii U? Uh, I mean, that's Nintendo stuff, so that doesn't count. I always have room for Nintendo oh. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have a full Wii U set, too. It's like 100-some games or whatever. So, wait, what what, uh, what sets do you have? So, you have full Wii U set, full NES set, minus stadium events? Yes. Right? So, I've got... Um, uh, that's a card-only NES set, no stadium events, just licensed. I'm also working on getting those unlicensed games, but... I've got like, you know, six left and they're all, you know, like a thousand dollars. So I'm uh, not worried about that. I've got uh, the complete set of Odyssey 2 games complete. Uh, I've got a card only set of Game Boy games and Virtual Boy games. I've got complete that. Sega CD and Saturn sets. Uh, I knew that. Card okay. only N64 set and a complete Black Label Xbox set. Okay. And right now I'm working on getting my uh, SNES card set and complete Genesis set, both of which I will not complete soon because I don't really have any plan to get Outback Joey or the Exertainment cart because I don't really want to spend thousands of dollars on video games right now. What's the cost on Outback Joey? Outback like Joey is a real hard game to find, so the price fluctuates a lot. It's two to th- two thousand to thirty five hundred. I'm saying I'm going to limit it at 3500 because one's on eBay right now with a buy it now of 3500 uh That's a complete copy? No. So the com- it only That's came with like a, a special Exertainment Sega Genesis console. And if you want the whole thing, it's going to cost you like five ten thousand $10,000. And I'm out on that. Jesus. I just want All the right, cart. So, so I'm, I'm pretty impressed about Sega CD and Sega Saturn. Oh, man, we totally skipped about Sega. I meant to go back to Sega when we talked about the generations. I love Sega. <laughs> well, what were anyway. You, 
they were Genesis was no Sega Master System. You know, it was two D. Genesis was better. Oh, and then Sega's so, just a nightmare. What do you even? Where do you even go from there? They're so interesting, man. That there's so much history behind them. Their games are good. Um, I, I had a Genesis, so that was probably why. I, I had a Genesis and I didn't have a Super Nintendo for the longest time. And then when I, I, I here's actually a good tidbit about Game TZ. I found Game TZ when I was 13 years old. And I started trading like crazy. So ever since 13, I had access to almost every game basically that I can trade for. Cause I didn't have a lot of money, 13 year old. So. If you look back to all my trades, um, those are the best trades. I, I, I look at them sometimes and I just laugh. I'm like, I had that. I had no idea. But anyway, Sega CD and Sega Saturn are probably my favorite systems. Really? Not a lot of people say Sega CD. I love the Sega CD just because it's such a weird slice of history. Like there with this 3DO and the CDI, just games are so weird. I love it. I love the, well, Lunar started on uh, Sega CD. Um, and, and the system is just full of weird FMV games. It is. Like, and some of them are great. Uh, I like wire, wire, Wirehead. And then yeah. I also played Midnight Raiders recently, which is awful. And I, I love not knowing when I go into the game if it's going to be great or awful. I think those games are so bad that they're good. It's like watching like, you know, those really bad movies and yeah. you're enjoying it because it's actually good to you. <laughs> or it's so bad that you're enjoying it. Yeah, and then it has like, you know, uh, Road Avenger. What's the game? Yeah. Is that even the name of it? Road Avenger? Yeah, that Road Avenger. Right. Jaguar X something something. Yeah, Jaguar XJ220, I think. I never played that one. Popful Mail and Snatcher. There's some good, good Sega CD games. Besides, like, everyone's going to say, like, oh, Snatcher, Popful Mail, Lunar. I don't even like Lunar that much. There's games besides Lunar. Hey, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Lunar is so damn generic. I couldn't, like, once you've played Chrono Trigger, which is like the, oh, this is just JRPG. This is so good. Like, going back to Lunar, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going on a quest for dragons. I'm the chosen one. Oh, this is so boring. No. <laughs> I can't even defend it because it's true. Once you played it, it's just, you don't need to play it again. I get yelled at because people are like, yeah, it has all the tropes because it invented all the tropes. I'm like, okay, it doesn't make it any more fun going back to play it today. It's all the same kind of stuff. I think um, I enjoy the PlayStation version more. Well, I Um, obviously am not crazy enough to have played Lunar twice on two different consoles. So a lot of people. So which one did you play? I played it on Sega CD, of course. Oh, that might be why. I think you'll like the PS1 version much better. Well, from a historical interest it, right? point, I would never play Lunar 2 on PlayStation. I would play the Sega CD version anyway. Do you have it on PlayStation? Uh, no, I don't. I was going to buy it, and then it didn't have a manual, and then I remembered that it came in a fancy big box, so I decided not. I think somebody needs Lunar Silver Star Story Complete on PlayStation 1. I think you should get it. I should get it. I should it. play through Lunar again. It's going to be the same freaking game. It's not the same. It's a completely different game. What? No, it's The original not. and the PlayStation one. It's so much better. In terms of, like, 
graphics and and storyline. It's not. It's this, not a genre I even like. <laughs> Why am I going to torture right, I myself? Why did I even? I think I only played through the first one because I'm like, man, I love Sega CD, and this game always comes up when because I always want to talk about Sega CD with people, and I want to have an opinion on Lunar. So I was hoping that I could join in with like the yeah, Snatch or Pop Mail. These are like some of the greatest games. But then Lunar is just like I don't know. It's fine. It's just. You know, there's not a lot for me to say about a game that I find fine. Actually, that doesn't really offend me. It's okay. Because I, I don't think I have replayed Lunar in years. I'd probably rather play, uh, I'd probably rather play um, Ocarina of Time than Lunar. Well, I think the lifestyle changes really, like, I, I can't play RPGs anymore. Uh, yeah, and that that's just part of being an adult. You don't have time for that stuff. Meanwhile, I'm playing Divinity Original Sin 2 dozens of hours into that already. But um, Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, oh, Divinity, it's like the most... Oh, it's everything I don't hate about modern games. It is so freaking good. I can't even describe it. So it's it's a tactical RPG. So, you know, you click and drag your dudes around, pretend Fire Emblem. Um, but... You know, you have that parts where you like walk around town and you you sell your stuff and you get quests and you talk to people and they give you like these important bits of information and it it takes like 10 seconds. Like they just talk to you, they tell you what you need to know and it doesn't become a lore dump where you're just like reading instead of playing a game. And you get these quests and there's no quest markers. It doesn't tell you what the fuck you have to do in any of your quests. And I, you know, I have to leave areas. I'm like, I don't know how to finish this quest. I'm literally just, I... I can't do it. There's no, there's no way to tell me how to do it. And I'm not smart enough to figure it out. And I love that. Oh, I like elder scrolls. I, you I don't hate like... the quests in elder scrolls. Cause they just tell you exactly where to go. There's no adventure in the elder scrolls. And I love the elder scrolls. I, I don't, I, I open world. I, I don't know. Just show me the story. I guess I should just watch movies instead, instead of playing RPGs. I mean, maybe. Right, it's the same. I mean, there's like, there's a, you know, relaxing turn your brain off to just grinding away RPG battles. No, I I use RPG battles as a sleep aid. <laughs> Japanese RPGs are so boring. It's it's all the same. But I love them. Or maybe I don't love them anymore, but I, I'm in denial. I, I love them. I, I'll probably play again. I mean, I just didn't grow up with RPGs, so I got no attachment to any of that. I just, I grew up with a Sega Genesis. I didn't own a single RPG on it. Uh, then I went to N64, a console with zero RPGs. I bought uh, Iden Chronicles, the first mage, which is one of the oh worst God. games I've ever played. Uh, so just, I have no experience with them. My, my RPGs so, were like, you know, I played computer RPGs, like Neverwinter Nights and Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I, I can I can see how your, your playing habits are shaped by the system you owned. Well, it's everything i collect well everything i originally collected was the consoles i didn't own like i don't i don't have a full sega genesis set and that's the console i have yeah i don't even have the most nostalgia for that because i always wanted to go over my friend's house and play nes um i loved the nes i wanted one so bad but it was like such a weird thing because the snes was already out and obviously like we're not going to go and get an old console not like my parents would have bought me another console to begin with i already had a game machine um, but, you know, I just wanted to play American Gladiators, I wanted to play Chippendale, I wanted to play Mario, I wanted to play Kirby, and all I had was Sonic wow. 2 and Blaster Master 2. I didn't even know there was a first Blaster Master game. I loved Blaster Master 2. I would have loved to play the original Blaster Master. Wow, so Nintendo started with you young. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was always playing my friends Nintendo and my friends Game Boys because I had Game Gear and I always wanted to play the freaking Game Boy and I didn't get one until Pokemon came out. Oh man, this is starting to to I'm starting to see how how you you're really shaped. Yeah, <laughs> I might have been subscribed to Nintendo Power before I owned a Nintendo console. Like I was oh loved Nintendo. I didn't complain to my parents enough. My parents would have given it. My parents gave into like my every whim except for video games. But oh man, I should have complained to them more. They would have got me a a Super Nintendo. <laughs> All right, so we have two more topics to cover. So I want to talk about collectors versus players or collector players. So on your other podcast, you, you know, the the real one, <laughs> you, you guys talk about collecting. And not much playing, right? Uh, well, yeah. So my co-host Johnny does not play very many retro games. He has played a lot of retro games. It's just he prefers modern games. So it it turns into a lot of me talking about what I've played, um, and him being like, "Yeah, I played Call of Duty." Yeah. So when, during that episode with the the retro versus modern, uh, you had a guest. Uh, I think his name was Eric. Um. And he says something that, like, took me by surprise. He's like, I don't really play games. I just collect them. And I'm like, wow. People just collect stuff and not even play the games. That's That was surprising to me. I mean, I I kind of, I get it. I mean, I obviously don't play every game that I play or that I collect. But, you know, people collect coins and stamps. You don't, you don't use those. People collect, yeah, but that's like, different, though. People games... collect important comics, and they just have them encased. It's the weirdest thing. They'll pay $10,000 for a graded comic book. It's like you can just but read the games. story. And, I don't know. Yeah, games know. are meant to be played, you know? Like, So I understand like if you're a collector and you want to you wanna collect like a, a CIB set and you don't really play much. But like there are, there are collectors of cartridges and... They don't play any of them. Like, that's... I don't know. I, I feel like there's something wrong with that. N- not that, like, I'm uh, criticizing how they're collecting their, you know, their hobby. That's... They, they do whatever they gotta do, but... Playing, man. Play. I know. His his hobby seems like collecting. Like, he's big into comics as well. And I looked at his YouTube story. Like, he has all sorts of toys and collectibles and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't seem like he's interested in the games themselves so much as like their cultural significance like he doesn't go their history right he said he's interested in their history which is it's just interesting i guess i mean that's kind of the majority of people with retro games right you know a retro game youtube channel can have two million views on a video the majority of those are just kids who are interested in what this game was but they don't ever want to play it Right. So, Tyler, how how much would you say you're a collector, and and how how much how much like if you have to break it down in percentage? I mean, when I started, like in the mid two thousands, when I was getting back into this, I was like ninety five percent collector. Like I would just buy freaking everything, and my goal was like, yeah, one day I'm gonna play all this stuff. And of course, I never did. Yeah, nobody ever does. And then, uh, you know, I was I pretty much my whole life I've been really into modern games. PC gaming, keeping up on the cutting edge. Uh, and then when I got back into it a few years back, you know, like four years back, uh, that's when I really started going back and playing all these games. 
because I got frustrated with modern games. Like, as, as well detailed, I am a person who is frustrated with the state of modern games. Um, and I love having all this stuff because I it's like a library. I don't have to... I never have to go and buy something on eBay. I could just go up to the game room and it's already there. It's hard to say. I probably still... Because I'm constantly on eBay at work because I'm a terrible employee, I'm still probably collecting more than I actually play games. So it's, it's hard for me to say. I would... 50-50. You know, let, let, let's get my gameplay... Let's pretend I play these games as much as I'm buying them on eBay. But, you know, 50 I think you're still playing then, like, the vast majority of collectors out there. Uh, I mean, I don't want to badmouth collectors or anything. I think I play games a hell of a lot more than a lot of collectors. Uh, it may be because I hang out on Reddit and I just see people who the only thing they care about... Like, they'll be, like, some 16-year-old kid, they've been collecting for two months, they've got this huge, they've got this shelf full of, like, loose NES carts, loose PlayStation discs, and loose Atari games. It's like, shit, you've been collecting this for six weeks? Great, this is, you have all this. Have you played a single one of these games? Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of fell into that for a while, Um, you know, even on GameTZ, where I would just trade, I'll trade for something I want, and then before I even, you know, play... Before I even, like, I, I'll obviously play it to test it, but before I even play it, and I would trade it away for something else I, I want. And that would be, like, the, the cycle that would go on and on for years. I think I was like that for, like, five years. And I didn't play much at all, maybe even any game. Well, you, and, you have, like, a disease. You just, horrible. like, you buy and sell stuff like crazy. <laughs> like, you own the same console multiple times in a year. So. What's wrong with that? That's crazy. Like when I buy a console, it's like it's this is mine. I'm gonna treasure this forever. It's gonna have all my profiles on. It's gonna have all my DLC on it. Oh, it's gonna be great. Look, but modern day consoles, they 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 want you to to upgrade. They want you to get new ones. That's why they make it so easy to move stuff. And Nintendo didn't stuff. until I guess the Switch. I don't know how that works. But man, upgrading Nintendo stuff is a nightmare. No, I don't upgrade Nintendo stuff. But um. Yeah, the Nintendo you, on the Switch, it's gotten a little, a, a lot better. Um, like I've I've owned three Switches, uh, and every single time I would just sign in and be able to re-download everything. It's a two hundred fifty dollars console. You just buy it as a one-time purchase, and then it just sits there. You're the one who's like, "Oh, it's OSCC. It's two hundred bucks. Whatever." <laughs> You're wheeling and dealing Switches. Yeah, but like you know what. Like I just got a Xbox One X. Um, not doing too much with it. It's it's a 4K Blu-ray player. Uh, but I mean, if if it's like another three months, I don't I don't find use for it, and I just sell it. All right. I mean, yeah. Uh, like you would keep it if you don't use something you don't use, and it's not like a collectible to me, right? You just get rid of it. I, I don't get rid of anything. I like I don't go to the post office that much. Like just the physical act of shipping stuff at my like I I've had to send you a package for like three weeks now. It's been sitting on my stairs because I just don't have time to go to the post office. So just drop it off in the blue the, those blue boxes. You could that's only for first class mail. All I right. just have to go before work one day. I just have been super lazy. I'm sorry. Uh, same thing with Johnny though. I've owed. Johnny, I have a whole box of Xbox games for him. I've been meaning. It's to ship fine. Out. It's just it's just magazines for me. It's not like I have tons of magazines I haven't read. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think I read any of those. I read the first issue. I'm like, yeah, this seems like any retro gaming blog. All right, 
I would like download PDFs of magazines and put it on my tablet. And I'm like, yeah, when I go to work during my commute, I'm going to read this. And I always just end up like reading something else, <laughs> something mindless. But I, I do want to read retro magazines. I, I feel like that's one of the things I miss about like those subscriptions back in the day. Like I, thought, I still get Game Informer. I mean, I get that because I'm part of the GameStop thing, and I, I, I literally, I go over the garbage can, I flip through it, and just look at the pictures, see if there's anything interesting, and then I immediately throw it out in ten seconds. <laughs> you throw out your Game Informers? Yeah. What? Yeah, They're like a free advertising magazine from GameSpot. Stop. Whichever one. It's not free. They're definitely free. They're free with, what like, you your Power about? Up Plus subscription. No, man. It costs $15. How are you getting free Game game Informer? But, I mean, I made, I made my subscription lapse. Did it not used to be free? It used to be free, I think. All right. Well, I'm talking about when it used to be free. I think maybe... I, I, I don't think I get them anymore. I like Game Informer. I think, uh... Well, there, there aren't any other magazines to read, right? I don't need to be informed about games. I don't need to be informed about modern games, but I don't need to be informed about games through a print medium that will not be up to date. Uh, there's no purpose to magazines anymore. As much as I hate to say it. Man, but I do love reading magazines. I, I think I do, and, and I just like have a st- stockpile of them, and I never read it. Like, I have so much nostalgia for, uh, Next Generation was just such a good magazine. Like, that was, it wasn't just bullshit tips and maps and and crap like that. It was, like, about the gaming industry. It was, like, a semi-serious magazine. Um, Did you ever replay? I felt like I was so cool for reading it. What? Did you ever replay? I don't even know what play is. That sounds like something that only came out in Europe. No, man. Play is, like, Next Generation 2. Oh, no. No, that was... If it came out after Next Generation... Like, Next Generation died in, like, what, like the Xbox era? Like, that was done with magazines. Yeah. At that point. Uh, no, Next Generation died before that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, it died... I don't know, man. So, Play Magazine came out. I think it's the same guy. I forget his name. Dave something. Havorson or something? It's it's by no the same idea. guy. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the same editor-in-chief. Not a cool name like Next Generation. Yeah, I mean, it's called play. I mean, there was so there's so much freaking content just in life now. I could talk to Alexa and tell her to play the radio or play a podcast or play Jeopardy. Like I could do anything at any point at so, any time right now. I don't have time for a magazine. This is epidemic, man. Just like the the EverDrive thing. Since you can do anything and everything, <laughs> yeah. you do nothing. There's so much information. There's so much entertainment. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have Amazon. And it's just like, I'm going to go on YouTube and just put on some mindless retro gaming channel and just watch it for four hours. (laughs) So, uh, is this really how you consume content? I mean, for the most part, I I put on podcasts and YouTube and every once in a while, if Ada wants to watch a movie or a TV show, we'll, we'll do that. But I don't know. Not not reading. Reading is too much effort. In a world where I can watch and listen to almost anything, reading is too much effort. Okay. <laughs> if you and say I, so. I like I, I Nintendo Power is what everyone has the most nostalgia for, right? 
and you can't read them. There's nothing to read. They they're like mini strategy guides for the first three levels of Nintendo games. There's so little content Nintendo power. I thought so about collecting the full set once, and I I like yeah. I read two issues. I'm like, this is there's nothing here. This is a contentless magazine. How did I love this so much as a kid? Well, when you were a kid, the world was different. I read every word of every Nintendo Power magazine. I know because I was so starved just for something. Because the internet was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I used to use the uh, Sega Saturn Netlink. What really? Yeah, You're so what? rich. Rich? No. When it came out, I I didn't have a computer, so I was using the Netlink to browse the internet. Did you ever on play like games? Tw- you play like Virtual? I don't even know. Virtual has a Netlink edition, no. right? It does, but uh, I didn't play any games. It was, man, the internet was too slow. It's like twenty eight point eight k. Yeah, it wasn't even fifty six k. It was the half, the half of that. It was like the one before that. I think I only remember fifty six k. Yeah, so I was on prodigy. the netlink. Yeah, it, it it didn't it didn't support fifty six k. It was just twenty eight point eight, I think. And I would just browse that. This is before before I had a a computer. Well, that sounds like a sad story. I don't even... What are kids... Sometimes I, I hear stories like this, and I imagine, what are kids going to talk about when they're 30, and they're reminiscing about when they were 12? Are they going to be like, yo, remember Cut the Rope and Angry Birds on the iPhone 4? Those were like the first games ever. <laughs> like it's Yeah, like, remember iPhone 3? 3G? 3GS? Uh, that I mean, we... That we talked about that on Collector's Quest, right? Like, kids aren't going to collect video games. They're going to collect old, like, cell phone and tablet hardware. Yeah. That's going to be the new collectible. And that's just so funny. But then, but then, I don't know. I guess, for me, I don't understand how how that's fun. Like, old old computers, old tablets, old phones, they're terrible. Like, they're slow. And, and yeah, once Commodore you use a new phone... Commodore 64 is terrible. No, you're not going to... So, the problem with phones is that, like, you upgrade them, and then it's like, oh, the new OS is too heavy for this old phone. So, they're going to want to, like, hack the phones. They're going to be like, oh, I got an iPhone 3, and it's running iOS 2.0. It's awesome. (laughs) I I can't see that. But I I guess, you know, people... It's the same that people, you know, see... Why why do people play retro games, I guess? Or why do people have them all when they don't play, like, half them or, like, any of them? Alright, so what else we got, Tyler? Oh man, I don't know. You've got this this list. This is a, a, a great flow to this podcast. Just like, alright, topic list. We're done with that conversation. On to the yep. next. Uh, uh, RTT, oh, the RTT voting, voting controversy. controversy. That's a fun one. <laughs> um, so, voting used to be so voting used to be basically me putting up two choices and people vote. And I think people got sick of that. Um, it's almost they, they like wanted... you had most of the say in what would get played, Lunar. Yeah. And it was fun because I chose all the good games. <laughs> I mean, I you like exactly the same crap that I like, like NES platformers. So yeah. I was into it. <laughs> but um, so now we have this new system where you take um, peop- the, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, you take people's choices and then you put them into some sort of 
program and some runoff thing, and then it it gets ranked. Yeah, man, I don't that really was, know how it works. What a great description of an instant runoff election, right there. <laughs> we should make a YouTube video out of that. So yeah, I don't know how it works, um, but you know, it gets ranked. Well, let's let's go back to the source here because this started with Maniac Mansion. Um, a game which seemingly no one was really excited to play. Uh, a lot of us Maybe ended one up person. Maybe um, one person. One person was excited. I don't know. To play I don't remember who. Um, it got it got like about like in the high forties number of people voted in that election. And yeah, that's about twice as many people. Or maybe three times as many people who regularly post in RTT. Easily. But then I say that, and it's like, that's how many people we got listening to the first episode of the RTT podcast. And I'm like, are there that many people lurking in the RTT just seeing what's going on? Because that's awesome. We (laughs) get like 300 views a day. Maybe even more. I I don't even... There's You can see views on threads. I don't don't know. Yeah, topic, topic page hits 284 today. It does it, it does it count the same person multiple times because that's probably like yes. 226 me just refreshing yes, it, it at work. It does. If you refresh <laughs> and go in again, it does. It does count. Okay. Um, so it's but not anyway, like because everyone people. was unhappy with Maniac Mansion. Not like everyone thought the it was rigged, basically. So now we're yeah. we're you're private messaging me your ballot, and I am manually conducting an instant runoff election. Look it up. There's no 30-second way to explain it. But basically, you rank your choices, and you don't get penalized for putting your pet project thing as your first rank. Because if that's not the winner, it just goes away, and then your second vote's the one that counts. So, we're, like, what, two two months into it? This is, this is the second month we're doing yes. this format? Okay. So, it seems like everyone is uh, happy with it. So... It'll it'll stay like this until we think of something else. Yeah, sure. It, it works fine. Um, everyone's happy with it. Well, so this month's picks were Arrowflash and Toe Jam and Earl, which were Sharif's last two picks on his ballot. So I don't think he's happy with it. But uh, almost everyone had uh, Arrowflash and Toe Jam and Earl towards the top. It was it was real weird. How did Arrowflash win? I don't get it. Uh, so actually, I think it was a tie between Arrow Flash and Toe Jam and Earl, and I flipped a coin, um, cause it got, it, it gets a little confusing in instant runoff election when you get like real deep into it, if you're trying to count it manually, and it looked like a dead tie between the two, and I'm like, all right, Arrow Flash. So if anyone's wondering if I'm cheating, totally was cheating on that one because there was, it was a tie. <laughs> so we should all just trust default gen. You should all trust me. I mean, if it, believe me, if if I was the one ranking that, I would have lied and said Police Knots won if if that was it. So I wouldn't have picked Arrow Flash. Not that I, and I mean, like I've played Tojin and Merle plenty over the years, so I wouldn't have put that super high either. Not that I thought I thought Arrow Flash was a good game because it's a renovation game and people love renovation games, but it was way worse than everyone thought. I think. Actually, I, I prefer this system since I actually get to vote. Well, put in my choices. Well, that's your own fault because you you weren't voting in your own elections. I'm voting in my own elections. That's fine because, well, I I, I figured since I was picking the choices, and I get to vote too. That that's too much power. No, it's not. Whatever. We're not corrupt here. 
I mean, someone's corrupt. Whoever put in all those ballots, if someone did, which is up in the air, we don't know. 48 people listen to that first podcast. Holy crap. Because it's not even everyone who clicks the thread. There has to be more than 48 people who click the thread if 48 of those people who click the thread listen to the podcast, right? So, if I listen to the podcast twice, does that count as two? I have no idea, dude. Come on. How does SoundCloud work? Probably with cookies, it would know not to count that, right? Or maybe it just doesn't care because it's like, yeah, everything under the millions, who cares? Like, what if someone listens to it twice? Whatever. So, um, we got some new members or new, new people talking in, uh, RTT and I hope, uh, next month, um, uh, more people would, uh, play the game of the month and we'll, we'll keep it going. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> everyone's kind of like shitting on Arrow Flash a little bit, but I, it's like the most successful game in terms of completion, right? Is it like the most, uh, what was the one with the Genesis look? controller? That one had a lot of people too. Streets of Rage. Oh, I guess a lot of people beat so that. I'm one, gonna check three, right now, four, though. Five, six, seven. Seven people beat Streets of Rage. Lots of one timers so f- too. Look at that. Rune Walsh was in there. SSA was in there. Wheels, what the hell? You're in this thread enough. Wheels, you need to be playing more of these games. Wheels, you better beat Arrow Flash. I think he's playing it right now. Okay. So we got good. Arrow Flash. One, two, three, four, five so far. And five so far I, you gotta I'll beat, probably it. beat it yeah. bleeding violet is talking a big game so he's gotta beat it yeah so i'm, I'm hoping uh we'll, we'll see more completions um so streets of rage actually uh surprised me yeah so, well that was like the first time we were giving out icons and people wanted to feel special I, probably I didn't yeah what the hell you've you've only beat I think a I tried to beat it. I, of all games no, well, I, the I NES could, platformer, right? I tried to beat Streets of Rage. I couldn't beat it. Oh, but yeah, to, be, those... to be fair, to be fair, I didn't know about the tech throw. See, this is why you got to read the manual, or you got to look up stuff. I didn't know about the tech throw, and I and I keep dying to those twins. Ah, uh, there's, yeah, there's some well, as, way around. So, who are you playing as? Were you playing as Blaze? I'm mostly Blaze. Okay, but I tried all the other characters. Huh. But, uh, I forget. I, there was some che- keep... like super cheesy way that I beat the twins that was like not fun at all. Um, I, I can't remember what I did. I think it was using that... Blaze's ridiculous reach of her kick. See that back kick? I didn't know about that either. So I was crippling myself by not knowing these moves that you you would have known if you if you read the manual well, or read the manual. If... Like, I well, hate that modern games hold your hand. I love that I have to read the manual. It doesn't, like, make me go through tutorial the first time I play Streets of Rage. So, I, I'm going to replay Streets of Rage on... Well, actually, if you if you beat Streets of Rage this month, you get a Genesis controller icon. Yeah, I uh, love... We're bringing back bonus game. Like, you can... Like, those games yeah. aren't lost. You can just go back and still get them. Yeah, and I you think don't have to beat, sense. like, bonus one and bonus two to get bonus three. You only have to beat Arrow Flash, and then you can unlock the bonuses. Damn. Default gen, you, you know the system. I think I need to write out a description of how it works. Yeah, that's that's how it works in my mind, where y- you have to beat the game of the month, and then that unlocks the bonuses. Because uh, yeah, people ask, I like, can I just beat the me. bonuses? Well, that that would just make it, like, a second game of the month. Yeah. I think, yeah, so it, sure? it makes sense. You beat the, ga- the, the game of the month, and then it unlocks any of the bonuses, and you can get the extra icon. 
Yeah, and yeah, you should definitely put that in there because the the first post of the RTT definitely needs uh, more people or more not more people more text in there. There's not enough text. We've got yeah. old old topic description and old old topic description. This is like historical. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't we have a list of lost. generations for some reason. People got to know what we're talking about when we refer to a sixth generation console. Why are sixth generation consoles in the retro trade thread, huh? 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 That that's what I believe to be the cutoff. Damn, we even have the Dreamcast icon in the retro trade thread. I just love thing. icons, man. I yeah, think they I look so good. Hey, how about speaking of icons, how about I get my uh, Toe Jam and Earl TBD icon? Let's let's hurry up on that one. Ah, yeah, I gotta <laughs> make one, and I gotta make that plain plain uh, arrow flash icon. <sighs> Gypsy, we gotta make sure if Gypsy one CC'd it, I I kind of gotta go back and do that. I feel like a jerk with all these stupid icons. <laughs> Look at you showing off with <laughs> just like you're just like way oh, far I play ahead all these of games. Everyone, That's good. I have so much time for old games because I don't want to play these stupid new games. Look at you, only one with the with the little uh, golden axe, uh, 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 gnome. Yep, great. What a game. You want to? Oh, hey! Spoiler: I beat Golden Axe on four stock, not three stock. How do you feel about that, everyone? Now that I know how to play, I could totally probably beat it on three stock. But uh, it lets you pick between three, four, or five stock. I picked four. I think I gotta stop playing on on normal. No, fuck Arrow Flash. Arrow Flash is so easy, even on three stock. There's because there's no you basically have to beat every level with one dude. So all, you, the only thing lives get you is just additional tries. It's not like you can power through a level with lives. Yeah, Golden Axe also is this uh, this month. Um, it, it was it was April's uh, bonus game, but it's back this month because I, I thought it made sense. Uh, Genesis because both of our uh, uh, games this month were Genesis games. Um, next month, I'm hoping to see some, I don't know, Dreamcast games? The system you hate? No one's, no one's gonna pick Dreamcast games. Doesn't count. Alright, you can pick Dreamcast games. Whatever. Uh, forget Dreamcast, everyone! We're all banding together, we're voting for Police Knots! Tomorrow, next month's the month! Nobody's um, gonna play it, like, who... We most people don't even know how to patch it. Four or five people who are like foaming at the mouth for police knots. Eventually, we'll figure it out. I, I have right. a copy. You I'm know, ready I to thought, play. I thought no that no gonna... matter what we picked, it doesn't matter, and there's only going to be like three people a month who play it. And then we picked Arrow Flash, and now for some reason, everyone has beaten this game. So I don't know. I guess it does matter what we pick. Yeah. Um. Well, it's only easier to see this year because last year I I remember there was a game where I, I think. A lot of people played. I think it was Mega Man X. Really? I, I mean, I kind of remember everyone playing a lot of those. Like, everyone was into Castlevania for a while. Everyone, We were way into Ninja Gaiden for a while. Do we have a list? Do we have a list of old... Oh, you definitely have one. Because I used to put one in my profile, ah. and then I took it out because I saw it in the retro trade thread. In one of the 10 million things we keep on here. Yeah. Alright, so, yeah. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, Mega Man X, I think, was the... What's the uh, most popular one? Since that's that's when the the Super Nintendo Classic uh, had just come out. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, not too long from that. Hey, this isn't updated. What are you doing? Take some of that crap out from the top and put it down at the bottom. 
Oh, do you yeah, keep it here for that. the icons? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna put I'm gonna put uh January back too. I'm just gonna leave is that too much, you think? How about everyone tell Lunar that this fucking thread is a mess? <laughs> like what is going on? It it looks like a GeoCities site almost. There's just so hey, much. I have my hands tied. I have to this is a forum post. I can't I can't do like you know the 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 editing as easily as I can if it's a website. No, I know, I know. Oh my goodness. I mean, just having these icons, this, this thread looks great, man. What are you talking about? Even even who's on, like it looks it looks fucking great. I love it. If there was like Look a thread it. of the year awards, it would get the award for most thread, most icons in a thread, <sighs> most visited thread. Oh, that's we've, true. We've, We've been the hot forum topics like number one for almost two years straight now. Wait, are you serious? I don't even know. Yeah. I'm. How does hot topics work? There's a hot hot forum topics um, section. Oh, sweet. And we're either one or two. Like it's been like that for the past two years. Oh, we damn. we started RTT two almost two years ago. That's awesome. I yeah, think I so. The saddest going. change. I think Bill should turn it back to where. RTT is just the entire vintage games forum because that was awesome. I thought it yeah, was good when complain. we got rid of that, but then now I'm kind of missing that because vintage games forum sucks. No offense to everyone posting in the vintage games forum because some of you have. I mean, there's legit threads there, but there's um, some for sale threads. Yeah, Gypsy's selling a toaster for forty bucks. Oh, Look at this, this is a deal. Uh, all controllers I have two tops, but for sure one. NES, NES games I might have might not be many, but whatever, I'll include it. Forty bucks, hey, go get yourself an that's, NES. That's pretty good for that's a starter. Good. All right, I think uh, we're running on too long a little bit, but this is episode two. I think people so, appreciate the content when we put our monthly podcast out every two months. So it's it's gonna be a monthly podcast. This this time I. It was just too many things going on. I went to Japan, and you went to Washington or somewhere. And, I'm going back you know, tomorrow. Seriously? That was the bachelor party. Now it's the wedding. Yep. Oh, man. Now you know where I'm going to vis- geographically be in my life. That's exciting for all our listeners. Yeah, ha- have fun tomorrow, then. I'll try. Get some sleep. And uh, we'll do this. Well, so this is June. So let's do let's do July. Let's do a little bit earlier if we can. Well, so, you gotta play the freaking games, Lunar. Chris, yeah. I still don't know yeah. if we're calling each other our handles or what, but it doesn't matter. It's gotta be after uh after you play the games. Not to brag, but I'm just gonna say or not to be overconfident and have this hubris, I'm probably gonna beat it before you. What, July's game? Yes. The game we haven't even voted on? Doesn't even matter what it is. Oh damn. Alright, you got yourself a challenge. And it's funny because you're the one who motivated me to beat Ninja Gaiden for the first time. And now I'm like, oh, I could bash my face against any game until I beat it. This is awesome. I have a superpower now. That's good. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we'll talk to you sometime in July, halfway through July. I don't know. Is this, yes. Is... Episode three is coming. Stay tuned. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.